Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash, the bonus episode. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. This is the Project Breakdown, and it's also a bonus episode. Welcome to the bonus episode. So what's really cool about what I'm doing is I came up with this idea because I was reading about just certain news items, companies, things I was following, and I was like, you know what? There are certain things that stood out to me. And I'm going to announce the topic in a minute. And I was like, you know what? This seems like this is a podcast worthy episode to really break this down. And so we're going to be walking through a couple of different projects, a couple of different types of initiatives that are going on that I want to just bring to your attention that I find fascinating that that have been really cool storylines since 2020. So one of these particular storylines that I have been fascinated with is Clubhouse. Yes, the audio only app that's taken such the internet and social media and society airwaves, literally. It's a polarizing app. You either love it or hate it. But in my business, I focus on project management consulting. And what that is, is that I collaborate and I partner with entrepreneurs and leaders to really help bring the structure that they need to develop their people, processes, and outcomes. And so it's something I'm passionate about. It's something that I love. And one of my goals, if you follow me on Instagram, at Ashley Schuler Instagram, or excuse me, at Ashley Schuler underscore, or on LinkedIn, is I break down all of the different project management processes in unique ways. I talk a lot about team communication. I talk a lot about leadership. What does it mean to lead a team? I talk about scheduling and time management. There's, there's, there's so much. There's so much. So you have to go to Instagram and go to LinkedIn, check out my content, really dynamic pieces out there that are thought provoking and that really are help everyone to look at it through a very different lens, a non-technical lens. And so I apply it and I talk about virtual events. I talk about being a business coach. I talk about content creation. I talk about it through many different lenses. And I think that, yeah, it's one of those things that you know, my goal is really to help people with structure and help people with execution and having a process. And so it's good times, man. It's good times over at Ask Ash Consulting. So what we're going to be doing is talking about Clubhouse. We're going to be talking about Clubhouse from the lens of what they are doing in terms of actually creating the app and actually looking at it from the stakeholder perspective, which is like the people factor. We're going to look at it through another lens of like risk, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about uncertain events that can throw you off. But we can talk about it from that perspective. And so I have some notes. So I'm going to be walking you through a few different concepts that stood out to me with the Clubhouse app. So let us begin because I want to very much level set with a definition of a project. And I like that because all projects are temporary efforts to create value through a unique product service or result. Shout out to the Project Management Institute for that definition. And if you think about 
about it. Entrepreneurs, leaders, we all are working on projects like all day. You could be an author. You could be a content creator. You can be a, a podcaster. You can be a course creator. You can be a business coach with a service. All of that is a project, right? So it's a temporary effort to create value through a what? A unique product, service, or result, okay? And so we have to start really looking at projects as something that is all around us. And therefore, because it's all around us, hey, it's normal, it's normal. So one of the things too with projects is that they have a beginning and an end, or there could also be ongoing projects that have maybe some operations and some maintenance. It's an ongoing process. Perhaps that's content creation because that too is a project in itself. And so typically you can be a team of one with a project or a team of maybe two, three, four, five, six, 10, 50, or a hundred. But if you're a team of one, that's all right. If you're a team of two, that's fine too. So let's think of it this way. You also have a budget, money, and also a schedule, which is when is this project going to be completed and executed on? And then there's a set of expectations, expectations for the project itself, what's required for it to actually meet your standards. And also, what do you have in terms of expectations for what you actually want the project to do? So that's also a different set of conversations, right? So it's what's the goal of the project in terms of getting it into the hands of the people. That could be a book. That could be a course. That could be your podcast. That could also be an app of some sort. That could be an event, a virtual event or in-person event. So it all depends, right? So you want to make sure you're doing some goal setting some setting expectations with yourself and your team members. And so all of this comes down to the managing of that work. So how are we actually doing that? So project management is the use of specific knowledge, skills, tools, techniques to deliver something of value to people. So I know that all of you out there who are listening, you're doing just that. You are literally, literally delivering something of value and you're using your knowledge, you're using skills, you're using tools, you're using techniques and strategies so that you can pull this thing off, right? So that you can be able to get that project off the ground and into the hands of the people. So, you know, that's super important. Okay. So now that we kind of understand what a project is, we understand what project management is. Now we're going to get into Clubhouse. Man, why in particular is Clubhouse something that fascinates me? I'm going to tell you why. Because literally I was thinking to myself when I first heard about the app, I was hearing about the app where everyone was on it and you could only get on invite only. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. And so it just so happens that I got the app, I downloaded it and then somebody sent me an invite. So I was like, okay, cool. Very cool. So I opened it up and I was pretty fascinated by it for maybe the first, um, probably six weeks. This is probably the end of October. Yeah. The end of October and probably up until, hmm, maybe like December ish. Yeah. Probably December ish. I was pretty, 
heavy on the app. Like I was in, I was inside Clubhouse. Like I enjoyed being a part of Clubhouse for sure. So as I started to to actually go and listen in on the app and everything, and there was this definitely this theme of when you get on an app, this particular app, Clubhouse, that you need to make the most of your time. Like you need to network, you need to, you know, get your followers, you know, you need to learn how to make money on the app. And I was like, oh Lord, you know, this became like a thing, like, and it still is. So for me, you know, Clubhouse was an opportunity for me to meet people, but also to hear interesting information. But as I began to actually go into certain rooms, and if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, you know, just for those that may not be, it's really like walking into, I guess, like a conference call. Like if you were to like to walk into a building of conference calls going on in different rooms, that's kind of like what Clubhouse is like. It's interesting, right? So I was really interested in all these things like privacy, where does the data go? You know, like all of these things, you know, I began to think about the process of how someone is, you're supposed to connect with someone outside of a clubhouse room. Then there was like all these different debates about the safety of clubhouse, harassment, all of these different types of things um, about Clubhouse. So I was like, okay, let me just follow like what's happening with Clubhouse. Like I really thought this was like super fascinating that this app really actually seemed like it was unregulated. Like I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting. Like all of these people are flocking to the app. We're using it. And granted, I'm going to put it out there. There's, there are a lot of like really helpful rooms, like rooms on LinkedIn, like rooms on podcasting, rooms on like social media. Um, I also saw several like political candidates use it for, uh, to talk to constituents. So I thought that was cool in a way as well. But yeah, like I, I thought like this whole thing really fascinated me and I don't know why, but we'll just explore that. Right. And I think probably why it really fascinated me is because it grew into like a volcano. Like it just erupted and everyone was talking about Clubhouse and everyone wanted to be on. And did you have an invite? And it was like super intense, like for a while. So let's give some background on Clubhouse so that we really understand, you know, like again, what we're talking about and where we're going to go. Okay, so Clubhouse launched in March 2020. And as many of us know, that is when COVID-19 emerged and essentially shut down everywhere, like across the world, but especially in, in the U.S. It has about 2 million users right now. And Clubhouse is an audio-based social media app. The company itself describes itself as a new type of social product based on voice that allows people everywhere to talk, tell stories, develop ideas, deepen friendships, and meet interesting new people around the world. So I was watching a few different podcasts and YouTube interviews with the founder who are Paul Davidson and Rohan Seth. They are the founders of the app. And one thing that I can give credit to, and everyone should be doing this, is you need to believe in your products. Like Paul Davidson, he believes in Clubhouse. The passion he has for it is like, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty good. Like everyone should be that passionate about your particular product. 
And if if you're actually thinking about it in this different way, he created something that Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and other platforms are like, why didn't we think of that? Literally, that's what they're doing. They're like, why didn't we think of that? So now Facebook has audio rooms. Twitter has the Twitter spaces, but that's quickly ending. Apparently, LinkedIn is actually thinking about some sort of audio only situation. But I also want to break this down and I'm going to the first point in the project management principle lessons that I want to make sure that we understand is that typically there is a sponsor for a project. Now, if you're in corporate America or if you are in uh, a different type of industry, you may not have heard this this particular topic called a sponsor. But usually that's the person that has the money. That's the one that says, okay, um, I'll sponsor this project because it's tied to an organizational goal that they have. And you usually have particular uh, project managers or, or leaders that are involved with the actual ideation of the project and the launch of it. So I typically will look at this particular situation with Clubhouse, like Paul and Rohan as the project sponsors of this app. They're the founders, they founded the app. And so they're the really the architects of it. So this is cool because we can actually look at this in our entrepreneurship or even in our different types of industries, depending on where you are. And to really think about it, you are your own sponsor. Like you're your own sponsor of your particular projects that you have. So there's ownership with that, right? There's ownership into what you are doing with your particular a particular project. And so this is a level of accountability. So you are dedicated to the success of this particular project. And so that's what a project sponsor is. They are that person, Paul and Rohan, they are sponsoring Clubhouse. It is their company. It is their project. And they're producing this app, but they are saying, number one, we are responsible for being the architects for success for this app. Okay. So that's one way of looking at it. When you are working on your own project, and again, course, virtual event, um, any type of podcasting, you're a author of a book, an ebook, a course, maybe it's a, a, a different type of business that you're launching. You are your own project sponsor, responsible for its success. Now, one of the things, if you have been listening to conversations with Ask Ash, or you've been a part of my tribe for a minute, you know I love to talk about scope and requirements. Let me tell you something about scope and requirements. We're essentially saying, okay, what is it that we're doing? Like, if we're to focus in on a particular project that you're launching in your business, and maybe it's for, in the case of Clubhouse, if they're thinking about it in this lens of, Hey, I have an app. Wouldn't it be cool if it was audio only? Wouldn't it be cool if it was iPhone only initially? We got to really understand and break this down. Scope and requirements really become one of the lifelines to a project. See, because you can't just say, oh, I want to have an app and I want to connect people. Like that's loosey goosey. Like you really got to focus in and really niche down on this thing. And so the founders of the app, the creators of the app, all right, well, I haven't seen an audio only app that's really taken off in the market. So this is probably what they said. And again, I'm speculating because I haven't had the opportunity to speak with the Clubhouse founders yet. 
But I'm thinking when they're in a room together, that that's what some of their conversations were about. What does this look like? What should be required in in order to launch this particular effort? And so another requirement in terms of their specifications for this app is that the audio is not saved. Like when you go into Clubhouse, so to speak, now they've been, now they've made it where there used to be like a huge ban of you can't record. Now they have made it an option of you're allowed to record, but you have to announce it and there's certain stipulations. In fact, Headliner, headliner.app, which is a, a really cool podcasting and audio platform, they have a new initiative that they have within their app where you can actually record the podcast, excuse me, excuse me, record the audio in Clubhouse and you can actually use and have transcripts for it. Pretty cool. It's pretty new. I kind of briefly read about it. So anywho, when you're thinking about your own project, you want to really think about, okay, what's required for this to get done and really niche down on what it is that you are looking to produce. And so that's why I want to kind of talk about that at a high level and not get so super techie. I have a couple different um, podcast episodes on that. If you go to season three of Conversations with Ask Ash, in scope, can you see clearly? It breaks down what scope and requirements are. But just for the purpose of this conversation, I wanted to point out what I noticed about the app. Okay, number one, it's invite only. Number two, it was iPhone only initially. Now it's open to Android. Android and it's actually expanded to everyone can jump on the app. And then it's an audio only app. Okay. And then that is essentially some of the scope and requirements for Clubhouse. Now I want to kind of get into too another aspect of projects and how you manage them. So there's an aspect to project management where you really need to be thinking about strategy. You really have to think about your approach Not only having a process, like a beginning, middle, and end to executing your work and these projects, but what's the strategy? So that goes into identifying your goals. That goes into what types of tasks should be involved in a particular project. What is the strategy for how you're going to execute it? Who needs to be involved? What's going to be a part of like the marketing? And again, let me, and let me also back this up so that we can really understand what it is that I'm saying. If you're doing like a virtual event, you really want to know what's the strategy for planning and executing this virtual event. You got to know your audience. Okay. You have to understand what your goals are. You want to also understand the topic and also what is needed for your particular audience and what it is that they want. Shout out to Krista Miller. Shout out to Nicole Beatty, um, who um, are a part of the summit world. And so they have taught me in that space where you're not creating summits and conferences for you. Like you're creating it because you're solving a problem for a particular audience. Okay, that's a bar. But going back to Clubhouse, going back to the planning of it, I want us to put ourselves in in their shoes as if we are part of that team. What is the plan and what's the strategy for us to launch this particular app? Okay, and so in a CNBC interview that I watched, Paul outlined three things. People, product, and policies. I was like, ooh, I was like, that is super applicable to different industries and super applicable to entrepreneurs. And so if you're thinking about it in this perspective, you definitely have to think of the people. 
the stakeholders. You really want to be able to zone in on A, identifying the people. What do they need? Who are you trying to target? Again, that also puts in that strategy piece. How are you going to communicate with your, your people, your tribe, your particular customer, your audience? The product, what is that product? Is it the course? Is it the service? Okay. What's the strategy of how you're going to gather together the content, all those different pieces that are involved. And I want you all to imagine being in the clubhouse seat. If you were in a boardroom, if you were in a Zoom call or Zoom meetings or in person working with that team, people, product and policies. What is this product? What does this product mean? How is this product going to be received? What do people want to see within the product? And to their credit, they do town halls, which they ask for regular feedback. They do it through surveys. And so one takeaway that you all should have is this. You need to be asking for regular feedback, your client feedback from your services. You need to be asking about feedback on your content, your courses, anything that you are producing that's like outward facing. Ask for feedback. So the product, you're also getting into how you can improve it. So what are some of the technical specifications of it? What's the messaging and the marketing? Lastly, policies. Because earlier I was talking about how people would say, hey, Clubhouse is unsafe. I'm being harassed. Ah, 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 ah. All these things are happening. You definitely got to have policies of how a particular, how this particular app is going to run. So what are the policies on harassment? What are the policies around how you can share information? They had to put all these different policies around, even if you can record the content or not. And so there's so many other types of policies in my mind that I'm thinking about, you know, legally, you know, what are some of the legal issues that can surround Clubhouse? That's what I'm I'm very much sure they probably have a whole retainer team on deck for that. Um, for sure. But then they have something called the creator first platform. All right. What does that program look like? What are the policies on that? You know, how do you make that appealing to the particular creators out there? What are the requirements for the program? So I want to summarize this particular section, right? In which I'm talk, I talked about scope and requirements for the product itself. Okay. So we're talking about invite only iPhone only initially, the audio only app experience, the real time audio. Okay. And so you want to look at scoping requirements, not only for Clubhouse, but for whatever it is that you're working on. Be very, very clear and very, very specific about what it is that you are actually requiring in order to make this project successful. Okay. So think about that. All right. Planning and strategy. There's always strategy to what you are looking to produce, whatever product, initiative, and um, outcome that you're looking to have. So for the clubhouse perspective, they have to think in the people, the product, and the, and the policies. And that includes their creator first program, the back channel feature. Again, thinking of ways where they're putting the people at the center along with the product and then having the policy being able to support that. Okay, we're going to wrap this up soon, but let's level set with this. Scheduling. Everything has to have a timeline. 
because it's in and because it's an app and that it's software related and everything, there's definitely, you know, dates that they had for, you know, Clubhouse was in beta for like almost a year, like all beta everything. So there's definitely certain updates that are happening. Like every time that we have an update on our phone, they have deadlines internally where they are having that particular software team that are working on all these different types of updates. They have deadlines. So they have like deadlines of when they're going to shoot the next updates up, you know, and they're going to push those updates to our phone. So let's look at that in real time for us as entrepreneurs and leaders. Have a deadline for whatever it is that you're working on and you're producing. You need to have a deadline. It's it's accountability. And a lot of times, deadlines, especially from a clubhouse perspective and an app perspective, deadlines are also tied to money. And we'll get into that in a minute. But scheduling, schedule. if your podcast comes out, like mine comes out at 8 a.m. on Wednesdays, and I have a particular time frame because I'm on a quarterly based schedule, then it needs to be 8 a.m. on Wednesdays for that particular time frame. That's what it needs to be. And you need to be consistent with that. If you have a deadline to release a mastermind event that you're doing, have the deadline, reverse engineer that thing, okay? Resources, let's get into resources. So far, it's $4 billion in funding, okay? So resources is an, an interesting aspect because it's not just money, it's also people, it's also technology. They need $4 because they have, I, I don't even know what the number is, but I, they basically tripled their amount of staff. You need people to, you need people involved in this particular huge clubhouse effort because you are literally taking over the globe. Like it's not just, we're just an audio only app and let's just do periodic updates. Now they have the creator program that I just mentioned, the creator first program. They're, they've People have hosted summits and conferences on, on Clubhouse. People are inquiring about how to collaborate with the Clubhouse app, all of these different things. So you need money to make it attractive. You need money to, to actually upkeep the maintenance and also improve new features, which means you have to pay the people. You got to pay the people. So that is essentially, you know, when we talk about the Clubhouse funding, that's what it is. Now, I want to kind of go back to the beginning where I talked about stakeholders and I talked about project sponsors. So, you know, a key part in some projects that you can work on, and I'll take, again, maybe a a, a collaborative, like virtual event experience. You know, if you have a team of people that have money, like um, Ander, is it Anderson Horowitz and he is uh, and Andrew Chen, both of them led the latest round of financing, Series C funding round, as they call it, at four billion. And so apparently they tripled its value back in January 2021. So when we're looking at the funding, you have stakeholders that are invested into the work that you're doing. So think about when you are working, you're going to work on a particular project. Maybe you're going to do a collaborative book or maybe a course with somebody. Maybe you're going to do an app. Maybe you guys are going to collaborate on an app. That would be pretty cool. Maybe it is a different type of activity, but think about your resources and thinking about your stakeholders. Who is someone that you want to collaborate with? And again, having these conversations are important. What do they value? You want to also know that you are on the same page with what your with what the intent of the project is. So those are some ways that you want to think about it in terms of resourcing and resources and collaboration. Last but not least, we are talking about 
managing risk. And let me tell you, this is for me. Let me go through these questions that I had about Clubhouse when we're talking about risk. And when we're talking about risk, we are talking about managing uncertain events. We're talking about managing uncertain activities that could literally derail your outcome for your project. So me, I'm like, well, what happened to the audio? And just for those that um, know, this is not a video experience. I am raising my hand like I'm in class. Hello, what happens to the audio? That was number one. What about the data? What type of data are you collecting? What about the money to payment, money and payments to the creators? You know, how does that process work? And also too, what's the what's the policy on harassment in reindeer games? That is literally what I, th- those types of questions that I've asked myself throughout this whole entire experience of watching Clubhouse and also participating in using the app. So what I want to impress upon you all is that in any type of project that you're working on, you got to manage for the uh-ohs, the oops, the what ifs, and you got to make sure that you have a plan, a mitigation plan, like a plan that's going to save you so that you're not derailed from your project. And I am a thousand percent sure that the Clubhouse team has people that are working through and actually managing this process of, hey, you guys, that's a great idea, but we want to make sure that X, Y, and Z is in place. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a, this is a particularly powerful app. You know, in the sense of it's audio only, you got to be in the room for the conversation. And again, this aspect of being able to connect with people and it's, it's not a matter of status. You got celebrities, you got, you know, again, the, the regular old people being able to be in the same room is basically remove the barrier. So it's transformative for sure. So that's it for the project breakdown. I definitely wanted to have this conversation with you all. And yeah, that's, that's it. Um, and let me know what you think about it. This was super fun for me to do. And I look forward to the next episode of the project breakdown. Make sure that you follow me at Ashley Schuler underscore on Instagram. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. I have, I'll have all of the show notes on there. So please be sure to connect with me. Let me know what you think about this bonus episode, this breakdown episode. Uh, this was truly a lot of fun. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-H-U-L-E-R underscore.